It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It's 8 o'clock. It is time for episode 266 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, my friend, how are you this evening, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Ron. It's Sunday. It is July. And we'll talk about it a little bit later during my beef of the week. But this weather is just chef's kiss. Clearly, we are deep in the midst of hot podcaster summer. Hot podcaster summer. It's wild. You know, Ron. Yes. I never seem to be asking how you're doing. And I want you to know something. That's not an oversight. That is just because I usually let you control the flow of the show. Sure. Um, but how are you doing? You know, I, I can't complain. It was, you know, weather-wise, not a great weekend. But uh, good times were had with friends, close acquaintances. Um, projects were tackled. Errands were run. Uh, meals were cooked. Eh, it wasn't too bad. All right. I like that. Well done. All right. Should we uh, should we just get into it, Brian? Because we have an action-packed hour ahead of us. Should we just dive right into everything? Sure. Let's go right into it. All right. We start off every week, of course, with Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Nazdrovia. Salud. Drink of the Week. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Ryan, what what are you drinking this week, sir? Bam. Listen, we are all fans of Victory Brewing. We're all fans of it. 100%. Today, I cracked open the Golden Monkey. There's something about saying the word monkey that I always have enjoyed. Ron, we are looking at right here at Victory Brewing's Golden Monkey, which is their Belgium-style triple ale. It crafts an ale with imported malts, Belgium yeast, and a mix of magical spices, resulting in mystical flavors that will enlighten my senses. Coming in at an ABV of 9.5, the nose is loaded with Belgium yeast, the character of banana and clove. What the fuck? Why would there be clove? I don't know. I, I'm just going to take a sip, Ron. All right. The, the monkey series from Victory is just a solid altogether. Oh, Golden monkey, it's delicious. It's like a it's like a syrup. It's so it's so delicious. It is it's good. Like a, I mean, at, at nine point five, you don't want to drink too much of it. But oh, I bought two of them. I'm oh, going to rock two of them today. Oh, oh it's going to be messy. Oh boy. Oh, boy. oh, oh it's going to be oh. a sloppy after dark, people. If you're We're not really part of our Patreon. Time. If you're not part of our Patreon, go to our Patreon right now. Sign up for the After Dark. Um, we do it every night after the podcast. Not every night, but every Sunday night. Um, 30 minutes of bonus material behind the paywall. We highlight stories that YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch don't want us talking about. Ron. Not at all. Yes. What are you drinking? Um, so, uh, as we've discussed over the past few weeks, Brian, not too much good comes out of Florida with the lone exception of magnanimous brewing based in Tampa and Bradenton, Florida, uh, Florida, bringing to the table their HWO haze world order. Uh, this is a double dry hopped double IPA with mosaic cashmere and pacific sunrise ops um this is clocking in does it tell us the alcohol content you would think it would here we go 8.5 percent um got a, a nice body to it uh looks mm. uh, floral notes to it and it is let's take a sip here take a sip ron oh it's good it's, it's hoppy it's definitely hoppy uh but like, it's i know you like hop I'm, good you hop. Know, I'm, I'm not a huge hop fan but they're good hops but you do tend to always go for IPAs. Not always. I mean, if I like an IPA, I like a, a less hoppy IPA. Sure. And we also know that during the um, during the winter months, you do enjoy a good stout. I do like a good stout. 
Um, I have stouts in my fridge, and I was debating just yesterday uh, whether I should bring them to the BYOB I was going to, uh, but decided with this weather, it was better going for uh, some ales, some lagers, something on the lighter side. Of course. Are you currently um, – uh, fuck, I just flaked on the word. I was going to say, are you currently cementing any stouts for uh, the future? <laughs> but I know Celering. that cementing. Cellaring. Damn it. Damn it. Damn I've you, cemented Brian. them in the cellar uh, to keep them safe. That's all right. That's all I'm right. not intentionally cellaring anything. I just buy stuff and then forget about it. So that's more It so bothers me. It, it just affects me how like, you have a term called cellaring, which is basically, oh, yeah, I just forgot about that beer. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, my friend. Yeah, it's just bizarre to me. All right. What are we doing here? We're doing beef of the week. Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Okay, what's bothering me this week? I'm bringing the mic up close because we're going to get a little personal here. And I, and I brought photos to share. Um, Ron, my, my real Beef of the Week has been the humidity in the Northeast this past week. Um, I would describe it as a sponge coming out of a microwave. I would describe it as pea soup that you have to walk through. It has been one of the most humid weeks we've had in the past several years. Um, New York is known for humid summers. I, I imagine that Philadelphia is not that much different. I know you're a little bit further south than us, and I know you're not really in Philadelphia. Um, however... Uh, getting back to my story. So, uh, so, so each day this week I've woken up and you know me, I dress for work. I go into the office. I'm not a, a work from home remote person. I'm not a, Oh, I don't leave the comfort of my air condition, um, home unless I have to, you know, drive up to college station. Well, college station is in Texas. That would be quite, uh, quite the drive. Hold it. Uh, uh, college. Uh, uh, never mind. What is it called? State college. State college. Yes. Damn it. One, one of these one of these weeks, I'm going to get it right. Ron. Um, so, no, no, no. So I, I wake up. I walk to the subway. I go underground. You know what happens in New York. That asphalt that just soaks in the heat into the subway system. And I live through it. So each day this week, by the time I have gotten into my office, I am a sweaty mess. Those people that know me know that I sweat. I am not a cool cucumber. Right. You know, you walk over to me and be like, hey, Brian, did you do that thing I asked you to do? Immediately, perspiration as I sit there and just start going through the mental Rolodex of what on earth did you ask me to do? Like, I just sweat. So, um, uh, so I've just literally been a mess when I get into the office. But earlier this week, um, on my way home, I had a, how do I just say, uh, errand to run. I okay. went to Home Depot. I went to Home Depot. Now, Is Home Depot, of course, or, or my lady sat there and said, hey, I would like you to pick something up for me from Home Depot. And just to give you an idea of this woman's exquisite qualities, she actually looked to see exactly what aisle the item well, is located yeah. in. That's and what exactly when you go to Home Depot. Okay, but that's not me. I would never look. I would just sit there and be like, they have it, great, I'm going there. And then I would get frustrated real quickly because I can't find it. I would ask somebody in a huff and then be in a bad mood within minutes. So she says to me, it's right here, located there. And what is this item? It's, um, new. Uh, what do they call it? Packing paper. She's giving me Packing two paper. reams of packing paper. It's like, you know when you order something from like a, a crate and barrel and they wrap it up right. in paper? Imagine two gigantic rolls of it. Each of them, okay. I would say, weighs probably about 10 pounds, maybe a little bit more. But, you okay. know, I'm not bragging. I've been working out. I've been going to the gym, lifting You're weights, bummed. gains, hashtag with a Z. Anywho, um, so I've got a uh, trusty little uh, bag, you know, one of those supermarket bags that you purchase sure. for $1.99. How this thing was carrying 20 pounds, I don't understand. But I'm also carrying my briefcase in the other arm. So I've got. 20 pounds. On one this could actually be more than 10 pounds. Anywho. So within minutes, I get that. Oof. That starts to happen. 
Now, are you wearing right. an undershirt? Oh, yes. Okay. I have sweated through the undershirt. And as you can see, it's starting to like, it's even starting to make a connection um, or uh, near that shoulder. And these are all photos that I took and sent to people as I'm walking across town. Um, I could have gone to take the bus, but no, Brian is not a man that gets on the bus. Brian is a walker. Brian is either a subway or Brian is a walker. You're, you're, you, so, so my beef continues as Oof. boom. Oh, hold on. Can you see that? I can see that. As you can see, the sweat starts dripping. Now, um, a man approaches me as I'm walking. I'm, I'm now probably, I would say about four blocks away from the Home Depot. Walking across. Town oh, you haven't even. So, so, so wait. So let me get this straight. This you haven't even picked up the items yet. Oh no, I picked it up. I have left okay. Home Depot. Oh, and okay. I've walked approximately four blocks. You're four blocks when, away from the. I thought you were still correct. on your way to the Home Depot. Oh no 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 no. Um, as I'm walking, have my headphones on, as you can see, and a man approaches me on the left hand side, looks at me, and says, "Are you all right?" <laughs> A fair question. I mean, I would be concerned seeing you stumble down the street like this. Do you want to know how twisted my brain is? Sure. I sat there and immediately thought to myself, is this how they're selling drugs on in Midtown Manhattan now? Are, <laughs> are, are the drug dealers approaching you being like, hey, are you all right? Which is like a cue for me to use code language to be like, no, but I would like to party later tonight. Right. So I looked at him and I'm just like, no, 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 I'm good. And he continues at my pace and he says, are you sure? Now, keep in mind, it's just dripping down my face at this point, rolling down. Um, and I said, no, I'm all right. I'm absolutely all right. That's how hot New York City is at this point. I continue walking. He cuts a, a couple paces ahead of me. And at this point, um, turns around one last time and says, are you sure you're all right? This is what I looked like by the time I got to my girlfriend's apartment. The sweat <laughs> now has actually connected with the sweat coming up from my stomach and just created this line across two blocks away from her apartment building on the west hand side of manhattan uh, a young woman uh, about to get on a bicycle stopped and said to me excuse me sir would you like a towel <laughs> i mean you look like someone in the midst of a stroke oh, or a heart attack i was gonna say a cardiac event um this is what it looked like when i got when i got into the apartment as you can see, um, it does appear to be a cross. Somebody that I, sh somebody else I showed this photo to, said that it appeared I was lactating. You, you, there's a, a a surprising amount of nipple sweat. There's a lot of nipple sweat there, and oddly, this is my back. Someone said it looks like, like the rest of it isn't odd well, as well. Well, the idea is just the, the the shape of it. It could either be Batman's uh, logo, like angel or, wings. Somebody also said this looks like the Wu-Tang Clan um, uh, sign <laughs> that I sweated the Wu-Tang Clan logo. So um, so I, actually, I'm going to go like this. I have two beefs. One is the absolute brutal humidity in New York City this past week. And the All second right. one is people who say New Yorkers are not nice because as I was walking, it probably took me about 20 plus minutes to walk across town. Um, two people stopped me to see if I was okay and needed assistance. And, um, you know, I would like to say that uh, that's my New York. That's my experience. It's not in New York where you people go tell strangers, go fuck yourself, um, you know, uh, and die. This is in New York where we take care of each other. Um, so that is my beef of the week is the weather and also people who lie about New Yorkers. Like the what? Like the Wu said, back sweat ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Ron. Yes. What's bothering you? Uh, so this, and, and again, now, uh, you know, you do this, you come up with, I think, legitimate beefs. And, and it, it, I feel it may have downgraded my beef, but we'll see. We'll roll with it. I'm sure you'll make fun of me regardless. You, you know, I like my kitchen devices, Brian. And so my beef this week is with a little company called uh, The Mellow Company. Um, who years back came up with a, uh, a sous vide cooker. You know, Brian, I loves me a sous vide cooker. You know this. Love sous videing. You love sous videing. We know that. And so what was, uh, I'll pull up a photo. You may have seen this on my counter when you've been in my house, Brian. Um, sure. But uh, it was a kind of an all-in-one type device where it had the holding tank for the water and it would sure. heat it up. And then the, the, the 
additional thing this did is it cooled also. So let's say back when I had to go into the office. I mean, I, I know you go in every single day. Me, I go sure. occasionally. Um, you sure. could put food in this and it would actually cool the water. So it would be like it's still in the refrigerator. So it would store the the food product in there at a cold temperature until it was time for it to actually start cooking. And then you could control it remotely. So wait a second. Hold yes. on. So you could actually drop the bag into the water before right. you leave for work and Correct. It would keep it chilled. So this way you wouldn't have to worry about the food spoiling. But then um, you could set it over your phone to go right. on at a certain time so that by the time you got home, it was perfectly cooked? Exactly. Let's say you had like a steak, for example, which would take like five sure. hours. I could put that in at 8 a.m. The water would chill to like low 40s, 41, 40, keep it cool. And then at noon, yes, it would kick in. Now, sure. the, the, the problem with this design was they made it Wi-Fi only. Um, no Bluetooth, no anything. This, however, the Wi-Fi was fine as long as the company remained in business and kept their servers active. Now, uh, this company was sold a couple of years back. Um, they started charging like subscriptions. So a lot of the features that used to be free went away, but I could still use the device. Like I could pull up the app on my phone. I could still utilize it. Um, you know, but uh, as of like two weeks ago, uh, someone was like, hey, I'm, I, I'm on their Facebook page. I follow it. And they're like, hey, has anyone tried to use their their mellow lately? And people are like, "Nope, it's a brick. You can't hack it. There's nothing you can do. It's just it's just dead now. And sure enough, I went in there. And so now I just uh, I had a uh, I had a dead a dead soldier, Brian. There's no more sous vide that will take place in my mellow. Hold on. You can't just turn a button and it goes on? Not without the uh, – It's uh, it, it can only turn on and off via the app. There are no uh, controls on the actual device itself, and the app only works if it can go through the Wi-Fi and connect to the servers at the company and then go to your uh, to your device. That's insane. You do realize, how, you realize how utterly insane that, that combination is. It is. And I, and I think had they been more and apparently there was a class action lawsuit about this a few years back, which kind of flew right. under the radar. But had I been aware of this uh, when it was time to purchase it, I, I probably would have uh, would have thought twice about that. Ron, I'm going to say this to you. That's a legitimate beef. See, I, I thought so. No, no, no. That's legitimate. I'm imagining you spent a couple hundred bucks on that machine. Uh, it was it was a few hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I would be furious. I would be furious. I'm trying not to be furious because who am I going to get furious at? There's there's no company to call and yell at anymore. Well, I'd be furious at my wife because she's probably <laughs> the one who told me to buy that model. No, no, no. I, you know me. I, I make all the decisions on my kitchen gadgets because I love them so mm. much. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, that is. Um, and, and I know, listen, we're not we're not here to um, uh, to judge each other's beefs. No, because it's it's you know, it really is. What is your beef? Um and I would be furious if I had spent uh, a significant amount of money on a machine that um, still works. But um, it, uh, is there any? There's no way to hack it so that you can just turn it on. Apparently not. Apparently, with the way it was designed, it's like you know, it was one of those things where someone even took it apart and they were like, you know, they they went with like the cheapest, you know, one piece board that you can't like sure. ma- take anything off of. So it, it is what it is, Brian. I'm more of an air fryer so. guy these days, anyway. So. You do love your air fryer. I do. Did you uh, did you purchase your air fryer during Prime Days? Did not purchase it. Listen, Ron, one of the things um, this past week was Prime Day. We were going to talk about what we purchased. But, you know, when it when it all boiled down to it, I realized the importance of buying local. Um, oh, you already got your Apple Watch. I finally upgraded to uh, the Series 8 during Prime Days. I'm going to say this about Prime. I, we were um, the lady and I were going to purchase a. Uh, an air fryer. And what uh, stopped us was, um, as as friends of the show know, we are in the process of trying to purchase a, uh, uh, a condominium in uh, West New York. Um, weren't sure exactly, you know, the um, amount of uh, counter space that we wanted. Do we want a there machine that was going to go vertical, machine that would go horizontal? There's several different types. So we kind of made the call of let's move in. Let's kind of, you know, figure out where everything else goes and then we can figure out what we want to purchase. Um, and then we'll be purchasing from uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, um, a store <laughs> that really needs our help, not um, Jeff Bezos to put more money in his pocket. 
Understood. Get a get a get a multitasker, Brian. Just don't get an air fryer. Get an air fryer that does something else. Like I have my well, air fryer slash instant pot combo. Sure. Well, I already have an instant pot. So I was looking for, you know, one of the things I was interested in, you know me, I'm all about multitasking. I of was going to get the air fryer sous vide machine. Um, but unfortunately, the only that, ones. What? I don't know if that exists. <laughs> really? You yeah. sure? Because I was I was doing some Googling where it's just like, you know, you put the food in the little basket. And then if you press this button, it starts to cook it through convection. And if you press that button, it fills it with water and keeps it chilled while you're at work. I'll have to, I'll have to look for that one. That's uh, that's new technology that I'm not aware of. I look for ones with buttons, Ron. I like the ones with buttons. You go for the ones with the phone apps. I understand. You're all about the phone apps. I like the buttons. All right. Well, more power to you, my friend. Um, Brian, it is time for stories of the week. Uh, we try and do this each and every week. We have stories that just kind of boggle our minds, and we want to make sure that we get to them uh, during uh, during our allotted time. So, Brian, what sure. what is your story that uh, you wanted to make sure we talked about this week? My story is one where, you know, we have video, but we can't actually show it. So I'm going to okay. spell the guy's name and tell you to Google him. Um, we're, we're not going to wait. I'm just going to keep going through it. Um, but a Long Island man this week, we're going to talk about Long Island a little bit. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, Long Island is a, uh, a it technically is a part of New York um, state, uh, but it's a little different. People are sure, a little different sure, out sure. there. And not right. like, you know, New Yorkers. Um, we're going to talk about Brian Danzelchek, which is, I believe, the way he pronounces his name. We're going to I'll spell it. It's a D-A-N-I-L-C-Z-Y-K. He lives in West Babylon, um, and Brian went out to Las Vegas and was having a just a, a, a great time out there on the Strip um, when, unfortunately, um, there you go. There's a mugshot. So we know the story, a little, a little foreshadowing. Story's not going to end well for Mr. Brian. Um, Brian um, claimed he has zero memory of a wild night um, out in Las Vegas that ended with him being charged with disorderly conduct, battery, and five counts of indecent exposure after he allegedly slugged a one-legged man after Ooh. streaking through a casino before being caught on video, quote-unquote, and this is part of the arrest record, flaunting his genitalia while gyrating on top of a poker table. Apparently, he claims that he was in an altered mental state, but cooperative upon his arrest. He does not recall the incident. Apparently, his shenanigans began at the Bird Bar at the Flamingo Hotel. Have you ever been in the Flamingo Hotel? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's, it's not one that that, that uh, uh, real tourists would go to. It's at not around Ron and eleven, Brian recommended. No, 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 no. It does not get the Ron and Brian kiss of approval. Um, when cops were called to report uh, on reports of a fight outside the bird bar, apparently by that time they showed up, Daniel Chick had allegedly punched a one legged victim and fled um, as they were running, as the cops were looking through the casino to look for him. Um, and there's photos on the New York Post, people just go look at his name, D-A-N-I-L-C-Y-Z-K. Apparently he was seen on security and closed circuit TV, removing his clothing um, over at the Link Hotel because this guy was getting around. Um, he then completely ran naked through Harrah's. Um, he had climbed to top a poker table, flaunted his genitalia to all who passed, exposing his privates while gyrating. Um, footage shows some patrons and staffers looking on, some amused, mm -hmm. um, at, at, at which point he lies on the table, spreads his legs in the air as security guards finally wrestle him, take him into custody. People, Vegas is not the Vegas <laughs> of old. Um, Sinatra would be ashamed. Dean Martin would be saddened. <laughs> is that all of the Rat Pack you could think of? I knew, I knew, I knew you were waiting for me to say Sammy Davis Jr. on something, but I couldn't think of it. So we're just going to say, listen, um, Brian Daniel Chick, um, really having a blast. Oh, Daniel would be Zuck, Daniel Zuck, but American I, uh, I see. Ron, can you pronounce these for me? Z Chick would be Zuck, but Americanized it to Chuck. So it'd be normally Daniel we Chuck. Zuck, Daniel Chuck. Yes, we would have Americanized it to that. Got it. Well, Janelle just finds it funny how I'm mispronouncing these words. 
Any any rumor, uh, any truth to the rumor that he was celebrating the one year anniversary of your 50th birthday party in Las Vegas? He was he was a little premature. He was a little premature. Also, he was at the wrong hotels. Ron. Yes, my friend. Ron. Yes, sir. What's your story of the week? Uh, so my story this week, Brian, and we have to go back to a viral uh, event from a few years ago. Do you remember the uh, in 2015, uh, that viral dress? Uh, I don't know if it was a controversy or what would you call it. That is a gold uh, dress. Someone said it was either black and blue or gold and white. Um, personally, I always thought it was gold and white. I don't know why people saw black and blue. Whoa, whoa. where but do I you see it, the white? Stop, stop uh, right now. That there's is, white that is, stripes in between the gold. No, th- those are blue. Where do you, how do you see that as white? I think it's just because of the lighting. It looks blue, but it was either black and okay, blue or so gold and so white. So you're looking this at something clearly like, oh, maybe white. the lighting. You're saying the lighting is making it look blue, which means that it's blue. You see no, blue. You're telling me you see blue, but in your mind, you're going to be like, no, 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 that's white. Anyway, Brian, uh, the yes, question Ron. is not to rehash the controversy. It's just to mention that the, uh, the gentleman who uh, apparently uh, was his mother-in-law's dress uh, that he uh, he caused the viral sensation. He is now accused of trying to murder his wife. Oh, no. Um, kind of a, a funny thing. Uh, and that's Keir Johnston on the left, uh, age 38, of the Isle of Colonsay, uh, appeared at the High Court in Glasgow on Monday after being charged with the attempted murder of his wife, uh, Grace Johnston, uh, he had allegedly committed an 11-year campaign of domestic violence acts and coercive control against Grace, which allegedly led him to trying to kill her last March by pinning her to the ground and compressing her neck. Uh, he denied Jeez. all allegations against him, including that he repeatedly assaulted his wife at their home before brandishing a knife um, and attempting to strangle her. What about the allegation against him for having a terrible haircut? <laughs> I mean, no, no comment or charges brought on that. Uh, but uh, he's uh, he's getting a preliminary hearing uh, later this year before a trial takes place in 2024. She reminds me of Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she got she had this little ScarJo uh, Scar vibe Scar going there. Sure, sure, sure. Ron, what Ryan. a packed week we have had. I mean, you you were already talking about Long Island. And again, Long, Long Island. Island was all in the news based on the arrest of uh, a serial killer or an alleged serial killer. Brian, mm-hmm. you told me to read up on this. You've been fascinated by this. Give us a quick breakdown at, at about the story. So we're going to talk about Rex Howerman, I believe. Is that the correct way to pronounce his name? I believe Or Howard Chuck, perhaps. Howard Chuck. Um, A New York City uh, architect who um, worked, no, worked in the city, lived in Long Island. Um, Ron, I believe you have a photo of him. Oh. Mugshot. There is a mugshot. Also, terrible haircut. What is up with men and terrible haircuts? Can't they just do a three on top, one on the side and back? You would think so, but it's not that simple some days. Terrible hair. Anyway, he was arrested um, and is accused of four uh, murders Um, uh, back in 2010, um, a time that seems so far away, but was truly only 13 years ago. A uh, Long Island police officer was in uh, was going through a beach, uh, a a wooded area, however you want to phrase it, um, to do a training exercise with his dog, um, which is very different than what um, teachers in Pennsylvania do with their dogs when going into parks. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just want to make sure you you got the reference. Um, He came across um, burlap sacks. Um, that were filled with human remains. Um, and, th- and at which point we, we, we quickly learned that we had a mass murderer living, um, uh, not necessarily living, but taking, um, uh, uh, killing women in Long Island, sex workers, women that were advertising and working as prostitutes in Long Island um, were disappearing. 
there was absolutely no uh, uh, connections that had been made up to that point. But in 2010, body parts were identified as being of missing sex workers, women who lived on Long Island um, that did go missing. Um, uh, quickly, uh, a quick search of the relevant area found, I believe, over 10 different bodies um, that had been um, uh, abandoned um, on Jigolo uh, uh, Beach, I believe is the name of it. I'm not sure it's Jigolo Park. I think it's Jigolo Beach, um, uh, at which point Long Island, which we all know. Listen, there is something to be said. It's not an original idea that I have. But when people live on an island, it affects them mentally. There is something about being trapped on an island where you cannot just freely get in your car and. Uh, Brian, isn't isn't all of Manhattan yeah. an island? Well, that's why I'm trying to get out of Manhattan. <laughs> all right, my friend. Oh, if you didn't see the stare that I just got. Um, yeah, but the difference with Manhattan is you can easily just get on a subway. There, right. there, you know. But Long Island, you're out there. You're not leaving Long Island for a very long time. Anywho, um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, there were accusations at the time um, that the police did not take the um, investigation particularly seriously because these were women that were sex workers, that this was considered something where, you know, these were not um, uh, valued members of society. So therefore, it was not something that um, the police should spend too much um, uh, time or effort looking into. Whether this is true or not, we do not know. What we do know is that earlier this week in Midtown Manhattan, mere, mere blocks from where I'm currently located, um, Rex Howerman was arrested, New York City um, uh, architect, um, for four of the murders. Now, keep in mind, police are saying, and this is where the story, in my opinion, gets interesting. Police are saying that they can only tie him to four of the murders. There's over 10 women that were found. So the police are are, are admitting that they believe that there were multiple um, uh, killers that were operating in Long Island and dumping women's bodies in a relatively, um, uh, uh, in relative proximity to each other. Can I can I just throw a couple corrections at you so far before you go on? Sure, I, th I, I thought I nailed that story. You're you you you're you're doing well. Uh, so he's only been charged in three out of the four murders so far, but he is the lone suspect in the fourth. Um, and also, out of those ten bodies, uh, eight of them were women. Uh, the other two were an unidentified man and toddler. As I like to call it, that's a party on a Thursday night. Uh, mm. oh, Jesus, um, Jesus, Ron. But, also, um, I gosh. think it's I think it's Jiglo Beach, not Jiglo. Giglo Beach. You just pronounce like, it two different ways. Excuse me, friend. Gilgo Beach. Gilgo, Gilgo. Beach. Yes. Gilgo. Well, well, it, well, Gilgo over there and 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 throw a woman in a burlap sack. Um, but Ron, tell us how did they finally, after all these years, track down Rex Howerman? Um, so uh, some impressive police work here. Apparently, you know, this had been a cold case up until sure. 2022 um, when the, they started reviewing every piece of evidence um, mm -hmm. that they had in the case. Um, the only real sighting they had was uh, from uh, individuals uh, that saw a particular type of car, forgetting the, the version of car that it was that they saw um, picking up one of the victims. Uh, but it was a it was a, a first generation type of that car, whatever it was. So they tracked down everybody in the area that had that. And so that's when they started to narrow down and, and look into um, the, the potential suspect pool that grew from that. And apparently uh, uh, Rex came up uh, pretty quickly. Um, and then when they started to dig into some of his history and uh, guess, uh, I think they said they had over 300 subpoenas and search warrants and things sure. of that nature. So this is uh, well, from the we did an exhaustive breakdown of the uh, of the uh, the court filing the other day. So this is everything that they came up with about him so far. Let me find the list here. I just well, had I, to me, the part that's really interesting so far while you're pulling that up is um, that it seems as if this guy and it, this was just this sounds like good police work. 
Um, I know there's already lots of conspiracy theories already abound over on TikTok, but I'm not I, I'm listening to the science. Um, according to the um, arrest documents that have been released, um, this guy was um, uh, he was purchasing burner phones. Yes. That he would then connect to his Tinder account and the Tinder account he had tied to a American Express card of his. So what they found were these phone calls that were taking place um, with these from these burner phones to the sex workers that went missing. Um, they tied one to a um, sister of one of the women. And that's where you that I mean, and I know you're going to sit there and be like, Brian, you're a, you're, you're an absolute idiot. Um but not only is he true, is he an, uh, murdering women, which is evil in itself, but I think it is a whole other level of evil when you are contacting the sibling of somebody you killed to rub it in. Oh, yeah. That was, I think is I mean, just, it's so disgusting and so evil. So they tied that to the burner phones that he was purchasing. Um, and then uh, then we get to some of the Internet searches. Um, that he was making, which were a long stream of trying to um, understand what police information um, about the um, uh, uh, Gilligan Beach murderers um, uh, that they had. Gil Gilgo Beach. What? Gilgo Beach, not Gilligan Beach. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, yeah. So, as you mentioned, uh, cell phone bills uh, linked uh, Howerman revealed that he used a burner phone to meet up with three of the four victims. Uh, he was also linked to one of the cell phones on a surveillance video uh, that mm -hmm. showed him purchasing the device at a store in Midtown Manhattan. As you mentioned, uh, a burner phone allegedly used by him placed a menacing call to victim Melissa Bartholomew's relative after her death. Um, they also found that Howerman's wife was traveling out of state uh, during three of the murders. Um, they accessed records from Tinder. Uh, showing okay, well, maybe um, I think Ron may have frozen. I'm going to keep going as if this is live. Ron appears. Ron is still frozen. Um, but I'm just going to keep talking because I'm going to pretend like this show's still going on. Um, but this guy seems to have been um, really, really just a weird, evil person. Um, they found some Google, some Google searches of his. I'm going to pull this up. Hold on. Um, so he was looking for a bunch of different things. I said earlier that he was. Um, oh, Ron just texted me that he lost power. Oh, which is one thing you don't want to do. Ron does not want to lose power. And that's what happens when you live in Philadelphia, people. Um, I'm going to tell him I'm going to keep going. We'll keep going. Boom, boom. It's back on. But it's going to take a minute for the Internet to keep up. So I'm going to talk about Rex Howerman. So Re so some of the Internet searches that he was doing, we're going to pull this up. Um, these are the searches that they found on the burner phone um, were and I'm going to read them. I'm not just stalling for time, people. This is not I don't want you to think that's what's going on. Um, why hasn't the Long Island serial killer been caught? Long Island killer, Long Island serial killer phone call, Long Island serial killer update. FBI active serial killers, um, uh, 11 currently active serial killers, eight terrifying active serial killers. Then he started, and this is where it gets also evil. He starts Googling not only the women of uh, the women of his victims, the, the names of his victims, but he starts Googling the name, the relatives of uh, the women that he killed. Uh, this is truly uh, uh, a whack job for lack of a better phrase um uh evil is really the the the, the word i want to go for but i have it here somewhere i'm going to find it because of the internet why can't i find it it's not at the point anyway he was looking up some truly evil um web searches and i've got it here i'm going to read it people this makes me very uncomfortable this is not something that i find fun but I'm going to do it anyway. I expect I expect my lady. Um, I expect my lady to. Oh, are you back, Ron? I am back. Sorry, we had a, a slight power outage. We are back now. Not a problem. Uh, Joe just Johanna just said that he, he lost power when he lost two percent. 
you know, it hurts. Uh, you know, I've been nothing but nice to, to Joe. And, and this is of course. Uh, this is the response I get. All right. I was just about to Google some of the Internet searches. Um, I, I would so I would not uh, I would not Google some of the searches uh, that the uh, the go-go beach murderer uh, Googled himself. This and all oh, this is all alleged has not been proven in a court of law. All alleged, yeah. Mistress Long Island. Who hasn't? Who hasn't looked up Mistress Long Island? He looked up Mature Escorts Manhattan. Sorry, Ooh. I typed the word M on my phone. Google auto populates Mature Escorts Manhattan. Sorry, um, but then he then then he starts to going off a little deep end. This is where I get uncomfortable. Um, girl begging for rape porn. Teen girl begging for rape porn. No offense. What on earth was this man hoping for that would pop up? Uh, don't forget, Ron, pretty I'm girl. Hoping, Ron, I'm hoping you answer that. I have no answer for that. Pretty girl with bruised face porn and tied up. Torture redhead porn. porn. Mm. Um, this is one that I found interesting. Hentai. I, I'm pronouncing that poorly. Plump lips cut off porn. Yeah, all very disturbing. All uh, all explaining why the defense, uh, why the state argued uh, he should not be given bail. I found number nineteen strange when he said, um, "Ron and Brian After Dark Patreon." Um, I guess he wanted to sign up for our Patreon, Ron. Possibly. Uh, he also uh, was curious about himself. Googling why hasn't we already Long spoke Island- about that, Ron? Oh. Ron? we already did that. Sorry, right, my apologies. And, well, anything else that uh, that we missed? Listen, this is going to be a story that will capture the imagination of New York. I guarantee we will continue talking about it. This is almost, um, this is the equivalent to Philadelphia, which, Ron, you would, um, you know, you're one degree away from living in the suburbs. Correct. This is, um, this is, this is going to capture uh, New York's attention the same way that Philadelphia was captured by that guy who was keeping women in his basement um, back in the, I think it was 80s. Maybe I, guess 90s. The, I guess the question, Brian, is, is sure. you know, these these bodies were found in 2010, 2011. Um, sure. He was found during during subpoena and, and searching his his phone records. He mm-hmm. was in contact with a number of sex workers from 2021 to 2023. Do we sure. feel that these these uh, these four right now that are tied to him, potentially more? I mean, could this could this have continued over the last 12 years? I mean, we're just talking I, about bodies found yeah. in 2011. Are we going to find that there are more people uh, tied to the Gilgo Beach serial killer? I would not be surprised, but what I find um, what I find interesting in a perverse way is that the police have come out and said that he is not a, a um, that they do not have any evidence on him for the other sex workers that were found missing, whose bodies were also found in a in, in close proximity to the three bodies that he is being charged with. Okay. That I is guess, very, that I find very interesting. That is, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think clearly this, this was a case that wasn't worked maybe as thoroughly as it should have. Um, but Ron, you used to go to um, uh, uh, Go-Go Beach uh, back in um, the uh, uh, Gogo Beach is completely 20th. different location from Gilgo Beach. Okay. You sure? You sure about I'm, that? I'm, I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty positive because I do. I do remember coming to visit you in 2014, and you were wearing a shirt that said "Gilgo Beach" or "Go Home." I think you are. You're confused. I know you're getting up there in years. It, it, it's you sure? It's confusing. Yes, uh, Jim. Well, let's talk about Jim Cavizel. Cavazol. 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 Best known. Listen, Ron, it's about the children. It's about (laughs) the children. Maybe best known previously for his uh, being uh, Christ in uh, Passion of the Mm -hmm. Christ. Uh, Now he has a a faith based thriller coming out called Sound of Freedom. Um, He uh, he was on the Charlie Kirk show the other day. Uh, cool. Always the sign of uh, of a smart career move, and he had uh, he has some thoughts, Brian, about uh, QAnon. Let's hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is not going to make sense. Don't uh, don't expect anyone to really follow this, but let's take a listen. Oh, hold on, Brian. Yes, I was just going to say 
try to follow him. Don't tap out. Right. I know. I I know that we have a. Um, uh, how do I say this? We try to walk the center path, but we do have a slant. I'm not going to lie. It's there. Yeah. Um, we are not QAnon. We are not QAnon adjacent. We, 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 we enjoy a wacky theory, but um, we're not going to um, put our lives on the line. However, don't just tap out quickly and say this man's insane. Follow him along the ride as you're about to go on. All right. Um, the QAnon stuff. Um, uh, Jim's QAnon. Well, let's look into that because that could be really evil. Um, somewhere in Congress, they said QAnon is racist. Okay. Well, we don't like that, right? But so is the Ku Klux Klan. And that's another letter. It's a K. We don't like the letter Q. We don't like the letter K, but they don't go after the letter K. So just real quick, I, I don't know that the Ku Klux Klan has been getting a pass anytime recently, but that's just- yeah, I think they, they had a rough time back in the uh, <laughs> in the sixties. I think the FBI was really doing a number on the uh, on the uh, on that organization. Yeah, but I like how he's like he really thinks he's being. Oh, we got a Q. We Who, got a K. Now we have a K. We really don't do anything. Letters. I started the looking letter. into Senator Byrd, and, mm. and he was a grand wizard. Hillary Clinton's tied to him, and Joe Biden's tied to him now now i googled this and tried to find how they're all tied i, I could not find anything but again I, maybe I, it's because i'm not on the dark web no no i think it was all because they were all uh, uh members of congress like oh I, well, that, that's true Besides, they were all members of congress the that's Klux the clan yeah and, and there is a lot of data that can prove that the Ku Klux clan is an evil organization and so are the nazis one could say that they're also racist, but they don't go after those. Only the yeah, no, no, no one's going after Nazis right now. That hasn't been nope. a thing over the last, you know, hundred years. Absolutely, nothing happened in 1944 and 1943 where we kind of went after the Nazis. No, and even no, today, no. like people are people just are okay with uh, uh, people espousing Nazis. Sure, yeah, QAnon. Now, if I, by way of analogy, but one if I remaining. were. Yeah. If I were the apostle uh, Saul and I'm a Pharisee, I'm going to go after the Christians. I'm going to take them down. Now, remove Christians and let's make it QAnon. I'm going to destroy them because the Romans told me they're evil. I'm going to destroy them because my own church staff, my Pharisee, fellow Pharisees said evil. I'm going to take them out. And then find, and then you find out it, it's not QAnon. It's Q and Anons. And Q puts out a question, and you're not allowed to ask questions anymore. Not allowed to. And the Anons, they look it all up. And they start looking and investigating this stuff. I never knew about them while I was doing this movie, Sound of Freedom. It has nothing to do with our film. But it's really interesting that they pointed to this immediately and said, that guy's one of them. He's bad. I'll tell you the rest after that. What I find out is that he has he has one minute, and that's how he chose. Charlie Kirk cuts him off and says, "One minute left, one minute left." James Cavazio, and that's how he chose to spend the last minute. And you know, if if Charlie's cutting you short, like you really got to be going off the rails at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's a producer sitting there being like, "We need we, we need to cut this off, Charlie. Charlie, cut this off." But it's, it's it's always amazing to me that the people that are like, well, you know, we can't ask questions anymore. Well, we, we don't have freedom of speech anymore. Yet they always find multiple platforms to just talk. I have no problem with See, This is the thing. I have no problem with people asking questions. Right. I'm, I'm, that's fine. But when you start making um, uh, statements of fact that are, are, are not true or arguable, that's when I that's when I have to call out bullshit. When you sit there and go, oh, I, I started talking to uh, Representative Robert Byrd, and he's connected to Hillary Clinton. There's a lot of data on that. Okay, what's the data? You just claimed a fact. Show me what you are using as a fact, and then we can argue whether the, what the legitimacy of those facts are. But you see so many, especially nowadays with these um, 
I think social media has absolutely done it, where it's just given people platforms to just pontificate like a podcast, um, where it's just it is just it just gives them this this outlet to just throw out statements with with a level of certainty. And there is almost no level of um, recrimination if those facts are incorrect. Right. You can just you can. And again, it's not going to impact people if they're just not telling the truth. Or just can't Correct. provide anything factual to back it up. Um, have you tried to see this movie? I have not. I uh, I have been looking for a rev- a reviewer copy on, uh, 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 and they have not provided me one yet. Well, let's we'll reach out again, uh, Matt. Yeah, Matt's saying he'll reach out uh, sure. again and see if he can get a copy of it. I would watch. I genuinely, I would watch this movie. I would not pay a penny to go no. see it in the movie theater. I would not give them the. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Mira Sorvino is in this movie. What? Now, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays the female lead. My gut tells me is that she took this role because um, uh, she's had a hard time getting roles in Hollywood um, and did not. And maybe maybe it's just because I, I, I've, I've got a soft spot for her because I'm a huge fan of her father. Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Mm, the man can do no wrong in my book. Um, so. Maybe I, I'm going to go on the assumption that she took this role thinking it was going to be a regular Hollywood B movie and um, is embarrassed that it has been. So she's done no publicity done no for press. the movie. You have not even prior to uh, even yeah. prior to the SAG after strike. Um, you've seen you've seen no press from her. Sure, sure. So I'm going to I'm going to go on the assumption that she wants nothing to do with this movie that she was in. Ron. Yes. What are you watching? Um. I started watching, I've been continuing to watch season one of The Bear. Um, okay. I finished a uh, docu-series on the uh, the Ashley Madison hack on, uh, I want to say that was on Hulu. That was interesting. Okay. At um, any hope- point, did you, were you looking at the wife kind of nervous that your name was going to pop up? <laughs> I was, I was not, uh, I was not nervous about that at all. Tried okay. watching the new Wes Anderson film, uh, Asteroid City. Got about halfway through it when I realized, oh yeah, I don't like Wes Anderson films. Um, and trying, and what else do we? Still watching Hijack on Apple TV. Uh, really enjoying that. Ooh, um, Hijack on! Uh, is that not a fun show? It is. It's very enjoyable. Idris Elba, uh, the rest of the cast, uh, very enjoyable to watch. What the hell else was I watching? I'm sure there was something else that I started watching. I'm sure I'll think of it as you tell me, Brian. What are you watching? You know, Ron, I think that there is a recurring theme I'm picking up on it, which is that I watch things probably about um, two weeks to eight months after you watch them. <laughs> All right. Um, and you know what? It's not going to change how I how, how I partake in television viewing. Um, I'm going to say Apple TV is continuing to crush the um, uh, the streaming game. Um, I just watched finished watching Silo, uh, you know, had my interest. Um what did I watch before Silo? Uh, I don't remember. Um, but Hijack, absolutely into it. Ted Lasso, I was watching. That's what I was watching. I was watching Ted Lasso. Um, and then now I've, I came across a show called Blackbird, which I was oh, just yeah. like, ooh, ooh, this is something that's completely off the uh, been off the radar. It is the story of a Chicago-based drug dealer, son of a police officer, who gets arrested and sentenced to 10 years in prison. This is based on a true story, who is um, approached by the FBI and asked to volunteer to go into a, um, a prison for the mentally ill so that he can befriend a serial killer who um, specializes, or uh, that's a terrible term, I did not mean to use specializes, um, but who um, uh, has been uh, convicted of um, uh, murdering uh, uh, young girls and uh, 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 killing them in terrible ways, and they believe he has um, uh, done this other times. So they ask him to go into that prison to to befriend the serial killer to get a, um, a, a confession in hopes of being able to identify the location of one of his victims. Um, about two episodes into it, I reached out to you and said, hey, Ron, have you ever heard of this show? At which point, true to form, you replied, oh, yeah, well, wife and I watched it a couple months ago. Highly recommend it. I was like, all yeah. right. 
If you have not so, seen it, uh, I believe uh, I forget the name of the actor. The actor that plays the serial killer uh, won a Golden Globe for his performance. No shit, he won an award yeah. for that. Yeah, really good. And he's one of those guys that I think would would never get a lot of attention. No, he has he's done not anything one of those really like, yeah. major up to this point. Oh, but he was good in that. And then I also watched the Wham documentary on Netflix. Wasn't that good? Oh man, that was good. I really um. You know, as much as I say that, uh, you know, I'm uh, all about the hard rock, I'm going to tell you something. You know, uh, Ron, when you wake me up before you go-go, you le- you keep letting me hang like a yo-yo? Close enough. I'll allow it. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Love <laughs> you. Love you. Um, long-time listeners of this podcast will remember uh, that we used to uh, do This Week in Racism. Every now and then, uh, a story will hit where we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dip our toe back in that water. And uh, this happened uh, in Congress this past week. Uh, Representative Eli Crane, Republican from Arizona, um, he was uh, talking about a proposed amendment to an annual defense policy bill uh, when he made this comment in response to a, a Democratic lawmaker uh, talking about his amendment. It's unbelievably inspiring. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve. So um, he uh, would would later go on to apologize and say that he meant to say uh, people of color. But, Brian, as we said uh, so many times during this week in racism, when uh, when a phrase like that rolls off the tongue so easily, um, you say it quite often. Uh, I'm imagining that that's a term he really used. Yeah. He uh, in his private life uh, and he just happened to let it slip in his public life as well. Sure. Uh, um, there are and I, I think the shocker here is um, there are, are, are members of Congress that are racists. No, without a doubt. And no yeah. one seems to be all that concerned about it. I mean, yeah, on the right, they don't seem to be all that concerned about it. Well, I think it's just a, you know, uh, you know, he got a little comfortable. He started talking off of um, off script. And I think we now have an idea as to who we're really uh, looking at in terms of uh, members of Congress that are creating legislation that um, dictates the uh, American government. Um, going back to uh, our episode a few episodes back, we gave a deep dive, no pun intended, into the Titan sub disaster. Uh, now a Spanish engineer and utter underwater expert uh, offered up a timeline stating that uh, the five people who perished aboard the Ocean Gate submersible likely were aware of the impending implosion between 48 and 71 seconds uh, before it occurred. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, with the with the electrical fault um, that would have uh, shifted the weight, it would have uh, tipped it face down, and everybody would have kind of fallen and landed on top of each other, and uh, probably spent the last minute um, knowing that something very very bad was about to happen. Sure, it started to uh, it started to uh, go deeper quicker than uh, the uh, the structure could obviously hold. Well, I think it was the, um, it, you know, it, it's not that it couldn't go there. I think it, I think the, the structure had gone to, um, it had gone down to the Titanic before. It, it had, but I, I think what this expert is suggesting with the loss of thrust and the weight dropping oh. to the front, it then started to submerge quicker than it normally would have, um, yes. increasing the pressure on the tube um, to the point where it structurally collapsed. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, Listen, man, uh, can you imagine what it was like being on that thing? I mean, because the thing that I find fascinating is how they have released or, um, you know, reputable sources say they are in possession of the communication logs between the submersible and the mothership for, I don't know the right terminology that I'm using. Um, Ron, correct me, please. Mothership, we're okay with? Uh, We'll use it. Yeah, why not? Okay, so they have the communication where you can, you know, the you see the back and forth where the submersible is reporting that there is some type of issue that they are trying to um, uh, ascend, um, and uh, the different measures they're taking. At which point, communication ceases. 
That had to be a terrible period of time. You would think so. I mean, again, I, you know, you have to imagine maybe not all of the passengers were cognizant of the fact that the hull was might fail. Uh, you have to think the the CEO and the and the pilot, uh, but you have to think you know it was very frightening for just the passengers, just knowing that they were sinking towards the bottom of the sea, sure, um, with no no communication, no power, no nothing. So they they what? knew for that period of time that they were in a very okay. bad way. One of the theories that has been put forth is that because of the weight distribution of the submersible, and I know that some people like William Esquire right now is like, this is this is four weeks old. Why are you guys still talking about it? Um, but because of the weight distribution, that once they lost thrust, all the weight was in the front half of the submersible, that the back half was where the bathroom was as well as the um, engine component. Once that engine died, um, suddenly you would have imagined that the weight would have been, um, because it was unequally distributed, it would have been driven forward so that it is very likely that as this thing was sinking at the rate of gravity, for lack of a better phrase, it was just sinking to the bottom of the ocean, everybody was pressed forward up against the porthole, which was maybe, you know, yay big. Um, that right. must have been a terrible um, couple seconds. And as Ali I, uh, pointed out, always bad when you lose your thrust. Oh, my God. I remember once I had thrush, it was terrible. <laughs> um, I, I think we all have to agree here that the true victim uh, is the stepson of British billionaire Hamish Harding, uh, a kid sure, by the sure. name of Brian Zaz, uh, who recently reactivated his Twitter after going silent. Uh, but uh, lamenting the fact uh, that he's rich and still can't get laid. Sure. Um, he posted this publicly. This is the kid that, w that went to the Blink-182 concert, concert while they were still looking for his, uh, for his father-in-law. Correct. Yeah. So uh, now he will reportedly have to share whatever inheritance he's getting uh, with his sister Lauren and his two stepbrothers, as well as his mother's two sons, uh, with Harding, Royer, Roy, Rory, 18, and Giles, 15. Uh, but again, you know, billions can even split multiple ways. Uh, he's still going to end up with, uh, you would think, multiple of millions. Still, but he can't get laid. So what point is all that money? I don't know. He said, quote, I've honestly never been bothered by mean people on Twitter. I'm originally from New Jersey. We have thick skin. We're a different breed. New Jersey, strong. William Esquire, Defend your state. Oh, that's right. You're going to be New Jersey strong uh, soon yeah. enough, Brian. Absolutely, absolutely. And by the way, Guy Bannister, you just you just making me you just wishing me a happy birthday, Ron. I mean, Guy Bannister, what a guy, what a guy, literally, what a guy, what a what guy. A guy. It's, be, uh, it's not my birthday. It's not tomorrow. my birthday yet. I will be fifty one tomorrow. I mean, it's just please stop. You're embarrassing me, Guy. Oh, how does it feel? God. <laughs> I would ask you, how does it feel? You've, you've already experienced great. it. It feels great. You know what would I'm, be the greatest birthday present you could give to Brian? Is yes. if you became a subscriber to the Ron and Brian podcast Patreon. Uh, if you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, click in the upper right-hand corner, uh, become a patron, and then you can join at any level from $5 on up. But if you join at the $10 level or higher, you get access to Ron and Brian After Dark, uh, which will start um, uh, about 27 minutes from now. We started sure, at 930. Um, we runs for typically a half hour till the end of mm -hmm. the month when we do a one hour pajama party sure. uh, with all of our subscribers. Uh, but it's just a lot of fun. It's it's the saucy yeah. stories like Brian mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. A little too much for, for free air, a little too much for free YouTube. So we keep it behind the paywall. Sure. And again, uh, I think if we want to celebrate Brian being 51, uh, join it at $5.10. I mean, and then maybe up it to $10 if you feel the content is worth it. Uh, but we have a number of satisfied subscribers. Absolutely. Ron, I see you're wearing a Yankees cap. Do I you am. want to talk right. about the Yankees performance of late? I mean, it is uh, it is disappointing to see that they are once again in last place in their division. Um, I know we are uh, a couple of months away from attending a Yankees game. Are you saying they're We're not saying, are, last we, are we? No, no, no. Red so we are tied for last. Oh, Holy sorry. Shit. I did not even realize that. Oh, yeah. my God. Where, oh my God, we are tied for last. 
Yes, exactly. You um, know what? We again, deserve it. We deserve it. We're not a good team this year. No, we are we're we, most we, definitely not a good team. We've I mean, got we lost some to starting the pitching. We lost. Not only that, we, we went extra inning against the Rockies. We scored two runs in the top of the 11th inning to go up 7-5, at which point in the bottom of the 11th, we gave up two home runs. Our bullpen, atrocious. Yes. Uh, this, the sad thing about the American League is we're only a game and a half out of the wild card race. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Um, it's almost it like could we, worse, find, we could be the we New could, York Pets. We could also sign Rex Hourman as our new um, uh, closer. I don't think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, absolutely, Janelle. You're correct. We are horrible. Absolutely. Speaking of horrible, Rex Hourman. <laughs> the Gilgo Beach serial killer, allegedly. Gilgo? I, I, I think you mispronounced that. <laughs> Is it Giuseppe Beach? I think it meant Jillian Anderson Beach. Geppetto Beach? Ooh. Ooh. Hey, Geppetto. It's funny. All right, Brian. Well, let's uh, let's right, wrap sorry. this week up. I think it's been another fantastic episode, but we got yes. to go get ready for After Dark. Um, it's a I'm going to go shave my pubes. Time. What? Wow. Okay. Now that is that is a reason for you to join us. So, uh, Brian, anything else before we uh, we head on out? No, I'm going to have laser surgery on my left eye on Wednesday. Everybody wish me luck. All right. Godspeed to you, my friend. Uh, podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, Patreon folks, uh, we will catch you shortly. Be good to each other, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.